Welcome to the Peterson's Bow Hunting Podcast. All bow hunting, all the time. Now, here's your host, Associate Editor Mark Demko. So, hey, everybody, welcome to the Bow Hunting Podcast. You know, as this episode airs, it's early September, so deer seasons are opening up across the country, are going to be opening in just a couple weeks. And, you know, everybody hopes when they're bow hunting that they make a clean, quick, ethical kill. Uh, sometimes you might find a, a sparse blood trail or you might be hunting in a situation where, uh, for example, where I hunt, I hunt some properties that are little only three or four acres. So you can't maybe go and track the deer down. You want to make sure you don't push it on the neighboring properties and things like that. Well, um, we have a very special guest here and introduced um, Mike Yoder of um, Drone Deer Recovery. Thank you for joining us, Mike. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing great. Thanks so much for reaching out. It uh, It means a lot. Yeah, and, and pretty excited. Like here in Pennsylvania, you know, we'll have people who will use um, dogs to help recover deer. As a matter of fact, I hit a, a deer last year, similar situation, actually ran on a neighboring property. Um, I was thinking about having somebody with a dog come in. And then, you know, you hear about your program with a um, drone recovery, and, and I was just fascinated. So, you know, tell yep. us a little bit about how you got started with that, maybe when you started and what was the fascination for you, why you wanted to offer services where you can use thermal drones to help recover deer and other game. Yeah. So the long story or the short story, which one would you like to hear? Uh, we have the time. It's a podcast. So uh, please share whatever. Yeah. So, so the long story is this, as I have a residential hazardous tree removal, removal business, and it's been doing well for me. It, it was, you know, I reached all my goals in that. And honestly, I got to a point where I was like, not really motivated about it anymore. Nothing drove me. And I was actually, I, I got down on myself and I started drinking more than a guy should have. And one night I was, um, you know, I was just really down and I, uh, I was praying to the Lord that I would like a new, new, uh, business, a new dream, something that drives me, gets me going, like, uh, not just what I was in. And, um, this came to me, I was talking to a buddy, uh, one day that he does large commercial roofs and he inspected the thermal drone or he, uh, hired the thermal drone to come inspect the roof. And so uh, I told him, yeah, I was thinking about getting a thermal drone to go out and find uh, deer. And he's like, I think it'd be a good idea. So that's what I did. I, I bought a cheap one. It was about $8,000. I made a video about it and took it to an expo here locally to see what the sportsman's you know, feedback is. And it was just, it was out, blown out of the water. So I knew that the coming uh, season that I will have to invest more money than the $8,000 drone because it just does not work for something that uh, people have to pay you for. Now, personally, it might work, but if somebody's paying you for a service, they want to be 100% sure that is the deer they're looking for. So the $20,000 drone that I invested in uh, has the capabilities of zooming in 200 times, and you can count every point on the deer if, if you need to. So that's what I did. I, I invested uh, $20,000 in a drone, uh, started my YouTube channel, and started going out and recovering deer for people, uh, a whole new way of doing it where we aren't, you know, pushing deer out or putting dogs on their trail. We use the thermal imaging to locate the heat first um, of the carcass. And then we use a 200 times zoom camera to, you know, zoom in up on that heat signature that we find and then determine if that is the deer uh, that you in fact did hit. Now, is it something where it's, uh, it's better if you can get on the deer as soon as possible? Or do you actually have success when maybe the deer's been dead, say, let's just say 48 hours? 
Yeah. So 40 uh, hours is not unheard of to find a deer. When I first started, um, the technology, I was, I was not sure like how quickly I have to get there. Cause I was like, I didn't have the data. And so, um, I, I would try to get there as soon as possible. But now that I've done it, um, hundreds of times already, I have found out that it's not a huge rush for me to get there because, uh, if I get there too early and the deer is still alive, um, you know, I, I might find it, but then they, the hunter wants to give it time to expire. They might go in later and then it actually has moved. So now I, uh, I don't have to get there super fast. Mm -hmm. Yes, there is a time limit on it, but it's not like you, you better get here in uh, six hours or it'll, you know, the heat stations will be gone. It's, it's definitely not like that at all. Yeah. And so, uh, walk us through the process. Say I hit a deer and it's 150 yards away. I've, I've lost blood. Yeah. Well, you're going to show up at my place. Walk me through the process of how that works. Um, you, you throw everything yep. on and you hit the ground running or you yep. sort of do an aerial scan and how does that all work? Yeah. So basically it'll, it'll start with you either, uh, calling us or going to our website and filling out a short form stating, when did you hit the deer? giving us some details, how far did you track it, that type of thing, more data for myself to collect over the, you know, the years of, you know, if you had a hit that you think you hit him here and how far did it go. So after that, I will come out to your location and you and I will look at, um, you know, a map and you will show me where you hit him, where you tracked him, where you think he's gone. And after that, I will get the drone out. I will get it uh, launched and we will go into that area that you feel like he might be in and we'll we'll check that area out if we don't find him in there we will basically start gridding like a, a grid search basically figure out where the property lines are that you want us to search in and we'll fly the drone down in a straight line we will go over about 10 uh 20 to 30 feet and we'll come right back on a straight line so we're very uh accurate with our lines that we're creating and we'll just uh scan scan the whole property check each heat, heat signature that we come across and uh, see if it's the deer that you hit or not. Yeah. So if you don't mind me asking you, I'm assuming you have a fairly good recovery rate with this. Yeah, it's a very high success rate. Now, uh, getting, I would say about 50% of the deer that I find are still alive. So actually recovering the deer that I'm going to look for, uh, is not as high as I would hope that it would be meaning that you know all the deer that i look for are dead uh is not the case but if the deer is within a thousand yards i am almost always sure to find it i did over a hundred uh 110 to 115 just myself with one drone in one season and i I'll wow. always try to stay in contact with uh, my clients and have them tell me like so let's say a search is not successful I yeah. asked them to stay in touch with me. Uh, if they at a later time find their deer in the search area, I would like to know so I can better my service and try to figure out why I didn't find it and that type of thing. So out of 110 or 115 that I did, only two came back to me and said that uh, we found the deer in the search area. And one of the two said that he's not even sure that the deer was in that area when we were looking for him. And the other was actually laying in about four to five inches of water. If the deer is in water, it is very difficult for thermal to uh, pick that out. And that's a fascinating thing. And obviously, that makes perfect sense. But uh, obviously, a very good recovery. Now, I should mention, you live, you live in Ohio. And um, so, like, 
what's your demand like for bow hunters? Do you, do you do you find that demand's pretty high from bow hunters compared to gun hunters? And is there a certain time of the year where you seem to be busier than others? Yeah. So definitely uh, bow hunting is the most busy time for us because bow hunting is during the rut here. Uh, so the, the busiest times hand down is basically the last week in October till about the third week in November. It, it is just off the hook. Um, I, I knew I'm going to be busy. I just did not realize that I'm going to be this busy and partially because it's new technology, people wanted to try it. But after that, you know, they seen how accurate this stuff is and people were choosing us over getting a dog out. Yeah. Now, what what year did you actually launch the business? Uh, last year in October. So it's not even yeah. been one full year. Yeah. And so so your business is obviously growing when when people hear about the technology. But uh, you live in Ohio. You could probably only cover a certain area or radius. So I think one of the things you've done is you started to um, look for drone operators in other states. You know, maybe yeah. licensing the technology and, and things like that. So talk a little bit about that, because. Uh, I know you have two drone operators here where I live in Pennsylvania. I think one's in the Hanover area. I'm not sure where the other one lives, but I mean, you probably have opportunities if, if, if you're looking to do this and somebody who wants to do this, loves drones, maybe wants to make a lot of money. There's an yeah. opportunity there, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, totally. So what we, uh, what we found is when we launched this, uh, with the social platforms, it kind of blew up on its own, uh, over a hundred thousand followers on TikTok, Instagram, and, uh, YouTube, like combined. And then we had thousands of people reach out to me and wanted, wanted to know how to do this. They, they wanted to start their own drone deer recovery, uh, service. So I, uh, I, I started thinking about it. And I'm like, we have all these leads coming in. So you name the state if it had hunting in it. Uh, we got requests through the website to, you know, come find their deer. It, it didn't matter. Was it in Oklahoma, Iowa, Indiana, you name it. I was getting the leads to, to come find their deer. And unfortunately I just didn't have the operators at that time to run yeah. across the country to go look for deer. And so I thought about it. I was like, you know, there's folks that want to have their own business that I, I want to help them be successful. So we basically started a licensing um, deal where you can uh, come in, I'll train you, I'll get you equipped with the proper equipment, and I'll teach you what I know on the thermal side of things. And then we will, uh, you know, we'll do marketing in your area and we'll send you leads. Uh, so you have your own successful drone deer recovery business is what we're doing. And it really took off. Um, you know, right now we got, I think it's 27 different operators in uh -huh. 15 states. So, um, it's, it's just continuing to grow. Yeah. And well, excellent for you. And if people want to learn more, I mean, obviously you have the website drone deer recovery.com, but where else you send, I mean, you have pretty, uh, extensive resources out there through social media. Yeah. Don't you? Well, yeah. They can, uh, you know, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, if they want to, you know, learn more about the technology and see it done. Um, I put a lot of effort into creating content on YouTube. We post quite a bit on Instagram as well. So if they want to just see how the technology works, you know, go to any one of those uh, social platforms and check it out. And, you know, after that, if it's something that you want to do, uh, go to the website and fill out the become a pilot form. It's a form that is very detailed. And we made it detailed because in the beginning, we had just tons of folks filling it out, uh, kind of like tire kickers. 
And we're just really, we're looking for folks that are serious about it. Yeah. So they do fill that out. It, it's very, you know, detailed, but yeah, that's how you would uh, get involved. And then uh, one of our licensing uh, guys would reach out to you and, you know, go, go on from there. Yeah, and, you know, we talked about, you mentioned you have 20 some operators in, in a number of different states, but we should probably touch on this. This technology is fairly new. And, and every time you have a new technology come out, your fish and wildlife agencies in each state has different thoughts and even rules and regulations about how it might be applicable. So I'm you know, assuming it runs the gamut with you as well, as far as thermal drone recovery yeah. and some states probably allow it and other states don't, but can you touch on that a little bit? Cause it may yeah. not be something that a bow hunter could use or employ uh, in his or her state. Yeah. Yeah. So like, like you mentioned, if it's new technology, you know, the DNR, their first thing is like, you know, oh boy, we were not ready for this is, is what we're getting in this technology specifically. Um, almost every state, uh, their first defense was no, can't do it. It's illegal. Um, you cannot use an aircraft in the aid of hunting. Um, so we knew that you, you cannot use an aircraft in the aid of hunting, but the definition, and I'm not giving any legal advice when I speak here, it's like, we broke it down about what is the definition of hunting, how, what is aiding and that type of thing. So, um, you know, the states that your listeners might be in, they might tell you, no, you can't use it, but that's not necessarily true. Um, and so we are moving forward in states that might tell us that it's not legal, but they're only doing that to try to give them time to figure out, you know, what are the proper rules and laws to put in place to use this new technology? Because, you know, let's be honest, when the laws were written, they had no idea that this type of technology with this type of capability is going to come along and just change the way that we do, um, you know, deer recovery in whatever state it is that you live in. Yeah, no, and that's and that's a great point. And and you know, you find that a lot. And uh, as far as technologies and advancements come out, you know, I, I remember a yep. couple of years ago, I made a call when um, to my local game commission here in Pennsylvania when Excalibur came out with its twin strike crossbow. You could fire two bolts almost simultaneously. And when it came out, I asked them if this is legal, and they're like. We don't know yet. So it's fascinating that you mentioned that. And, you know, usually things shake out over time and, and they'll be solidified yep. and codified and things like that. But uh, uh, I'm sure you work through that in a, on a state by state basis as, as your business grows. Yep. But, uh, you know, it's, yep. I'm assuming it's not just deer. Have you used this on other game? Like, say, first one that comes to my mind, uh, bow hunters like to go hunting for elk. Do you use this, have you used yep. it anywhere out west for elk? I, I personally have not used it for elk. Uh, I've been asked to, uh, but it was just too far like to go out west to do a recovery i mean this year i might look at things a little bit differently because now i have a home-based team that can do these drone deer recoveries uh when i'm gone because i'll probably be uh traveling the country uh creating content and you know getting these new uh, these new recoveries done like elk bear uh you name it if it's hunted we'll uh, we're gonna try to catch content on it but yeah, so I, I haven't personally, I know that some of our operators are now in those states that uh, have those uh, game, and I'm sure we'll be doing it at, at some point. Now, we have been called out to do other, you know, recoveries like pets, and uh, we actually had a, a buck and bull get out, uh, lost cattle, um, 
yeah, there, there's all kinds of things that you can utilize this technology for. Yeah, actually, one of the things I was going to ask you, and thinking of um, deer specifically, could you use this for, say, you know, like um, state wildlife agencies might do herd assessments, or say you you're in an, an industrial complex and you have too many deer in that in that office complex, can you do yep. like herd assessments of like whitetail densities yep. and populations and things like that? Yeah. Yeah, and it's very, very, very accurate. We do that. Uh, we call it a herd analysis. If someone listening uh, has a bunch of acreage and they would like to know how many uh, deer they have on it, that is another service that we do. And I ended up traveling all across the country last year, um, you know, counting deer for folks on their ranches. Uh, it's very accurate. We are actually doing a big bid right now for one of the states here that uh, want a herd analysis done statewide so they can figure out, you know, their tag program. Um, yeah, that, that is, that is things that can be done with this technology and, and we're utilizing it in the best way we can. Well, thank you for that. And, you know, we, I should probably ask you, we haven't talked about it, but say I hit a deer and just let's use hypothetically that I live in Ohio and I call you, can you give me a ballpark of what the price might be for you to come out? Yeah, so here in the state of Ohio, it's $450 to show up and another $100 if I find the deer dead or alive. And the reason we do that extra 100 bucks, it, it just gives us an incentive to stay there, to put everything in it that we can to, you know, see if we can um, find your deer. It, it's not, you know, it's not to hide costs whatsoever. It's an incentive to, you know, really go in, dig deep, fly, fly a long time to see if we can find your uh, deer for you. So yeah. you're looking for 50 to show up another hundred dollars if we find it. So you're at 550 and that price will include 60 round trip miles from our home base, which is uh, in the Dover, Ohio area. And if, if you're farther than that and people are willing to, they pay us a dollar a mile over that. Well, like I said, it's it's really money well spent, especially if you hit a buck of a lifetime or you get your largest buck ever and you want to make sure you do every you want to exhaust every opportunity that you can to try and recover that deer. And I'm sure you probably yep. find that in Ohio where you probably have a larger percentage of, of hunters shooting once in a lifetime bucks or or you know, Pope and Young caliber bucks. Yeah. So you know what? Like that's what we think, uh, that we're always finding big bucks. But what I have found is hunters, us hunters. We have an ethical like thing in our body that yep. when we hit a buck, I don't care how big it is, or even if it's a doe, like you want to do everything you can to recover that animal. Like I, I've found you know deer that are a hundred inches, and I've found deer that were two hundred inches. But it's it's yes, people that have hit a large buck, they're gonna spend this amount of. Uh, money, but then there's people that they just they, they just don't feel right hitting a buck and not doing any everything they can under the sun to try to go and recover you know their deer. Yeah, and you know I totally agree with that. I was a, a deer I hit at my house several years ago, and I thought I made a good shot, and mm -hmm. I looked for three days for it. Literally, mm -hmm. uh, the blood trail petered out. I mean, in that case, I um, got lucky or we were fortunate. Uh, the deer showed up in my yard uh, twice later in the season during the rut, and you could easily see where I hit it. It was in the the shoulder blade, so it, obviously the yeah. deer was fine. So yeah, yeah, but you but you just exhaust every opportunity you can. Yep. It, it is ingrained in us. It's part of our our nature, yeah. part of our fiber. So so thank you yep. for bringing that bringing that up yep. there. Um, yep. You know, um, the other thing I wanted to ask you is, um, what's like the best 
success story that you have? Like, what's the first story that comes to your mind where somebody's used your services and your technology and the outcome was just great or it's just something that's stuck in your mind ever yeah. since? So the one I, I like to tell is of an old uh, an older gentleman that uh, it was three gen three generation farm that he's owned and um, he went out and he shot the biggest buck of his life um, was not you know it wasn't a monster it was like 120 inches maybe and uh, so so he hit this buck and they started to to trail it and it started to rain and they figured out that it wasn't a good uh, a really good hit they tracked it over 300 almost 400 yards the blood kind of petered out and the rain washed their blood away and uh it was an older gentleman with his wife and his son were tracking this deer and so the son was like okay uh, dad let's just quit for tonight and then we'll come back in the morning and we'll see if we can pick up the trail and uh so the son took his mom and dad home and the son went home to his house and when the son left mom and dad were like no we got to go try to find this deer so they got on their four-wheeler at night and were driving back into this timber uh area and got too close to a creek bank and they actually ended up rolling their four-wheeler into this creek the uh, four-wheeler rolled on top of the gentleman he ended up breaking his collarbone and going to the hospital at 2 a.m in the morning that's um, terrible you know all all through this so now the next morning the son is like dude i have to find my dad's buck like <laughs> after going through all this he was going to do everything he could so he called out a dog uh to try to you know get on the trail the dog tried could not find the carcass um i don't know was the dog young or whatever but he he still didn't give up on that so he called drone deer recovery i was already on my third or fourth fourth call that morning and um, I, I told him as soon as I get this one wrapped up, I'll be sure to head out and uh, see if I can find this for him. So I, I get out there. I think it's like 3 p.m. Uh, in the afternoon. And I launched a drone. And in about two minutes, I was able to find that carcass for him. So it was very cool. We ended up throwing it on a, a side by side and taking it up to his dad and showing it um, at his house. He comes out with his arm in a sling because he broke his collarbone. And it was just like, you know what? Like. I was able to help that story be closed and it, it just meant so much to me. It, it wasn't the biggest buck I found, but the story of how, how it all came together yeah. is, was really, really cool. So and, um, that story, if, if somebody watches YouTube, they can go to YouTube and they should be able to find it on there. I'm guessing that family was really appreciative considering yeah, everything yep. that happened. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to take a quick break here. We want to uh, thank our presenting sponsor and uh, remind everybody that the Bow Hunting Podcast is presented by Lancaster Archery Supply. For all your bow hunting needs, visit LancasterArchery.com. We've got the gear. We've got the knowledge. We've got the passion. So, you know, Mike, I think one of the things that I, we should touch on is like, say somebody hits a deer or they're interested in using your service. What are some of the most common questions you get from people when they reach out to you? Because I'm sure... You must get a bunch of questions since your technology is so new. Yeah, so some of the first questions are like one that you asked: How long after a, a shot can you find a deer? And and then that's that's going to vary a lot on the outside air temperature uh, and that type of thing. So we'll talk about that if they they reach out to us. Um, another thing is can well can you fly across my neighbor's land and 
the answer to that is yes, we can fly across your neighbor's land. Um, I right now I don't think of any other ones that pop up, but that but there's definitely questions that folks have that I'm usually able to help them get figured out. Yeah, and when somebody uses your service, let's take it to the other side. You, you've recovered a deer. What's the thing that surprises people most? You've obviously done. You mentioned just a hundred some last year. You've have a, a a great sample size on your belt. What's the thing that seems to surprise people the most? Um, they just truly cannot believe how good the technology works. Like there's times when I'm, you know, I'm, I'm flying and I've seen it a lot. I I might just be looking for their deer, but I take time and I show them, hey, you see this? This is a raccoon. I zoom in on the raccoon or a squirrel or something like that, and I'm at 395 feet above the ground. They're just like, what? Like, how can you see that? And it, so the technology itself, like when you see it in person, the, the folks are blown away. Even if I, you know, might not find their deer, they're like, dude, like this was so helpful because now they can tell their friends of how good this technology actually works. And it, it's just fun to show people, you know, how good this actually is. Now, I'm assuming, you, you know, when you when you think of the deer season, it spans from, you know, when things are still green here in September all the way to when the leaves are off the tree. Do you do you still have good success when, say, the canopy's full, when, like, uh, all the leaves are on the tree? Do you still have pretty good success there? I'm sure you get some early season hits. Yeah, so early season hits are very difficult. Um, it's not uh, – okay, so the way I like to explain it is if, if when the leaves are off, it takes me 10 minutes to find your carcass. When the leaves are on, it might take me an hour. It is that difficult. So it you can still do it. Uh, but it is very, very difficult with the with the canopy on. Um, there, there will be times when the canopy is just so doggone thick that you cannot penetrate it whatsoever, and so then, unfortunately, we're not able to help. But for the most part, I I can see down through canopies. It just takes a ton longer. Yeah, and, and thank you for that. And when you said it was going to take you longer, I thought literally you were going to say hours or hours. But, but that's so that's pretty impressive. Now I have one last question for you, but I wanted to ask you: Is there anything that you wanted to mention that we haven't talked about? I mean, we 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 hopefully done a really good overview. Your your technology, your service is fascinating, and I'm I'm glad we can share it with bow hunters because I think that they're going to find this really invaluable um, for the upcoming season and beyond. But is there anything you wanted to touch on that we haven't talked about? No, I think you I think you did it all. Uh, obviously, I mentioned something about our content. We put a lot of time and money into the content. So if, if folks want to follow along and see us use this technology, go to YouTube, Instagram, you know, check us out, uh, hit the subscribe. It does help us. And uh, yeah, so that that's basically it. Uh, one other thing, not so, you know, about the technology, but we are actually moving forward uh, with suing the state of Michigan for misinterpreting uh, the law on how these drones are used in carcass recovery. So that is something that will be headlining uh, and drawn out process. I'm sure it could it could be a couple of years. So if, if folks want to follow along there, there will be uh, media coming out of what we're doing with that case. Yeah, and, and thank you for that. And I, I do want to mention uh, how I initially heard about you was through Damian Riffle, who uh, took a really nice buck in Ohio, and he was hunting a smaller suburban property. He was pretty sure he knew where the deer was. 
Um, but he yeah. reached out to you because he wanted to make sure he didn't jump it if it was still alive and push it onto a property they couldn't access. So I watched yeah. his video on YouTube, and it's just a really impressive process. And I would highly recommend anybody who maybe thinks they had a marginal hit on a deer, or like I said, your hunting areas where you don't have a lot of access to neighboring grounds, to check your service out uh, because yeah. it really is quite impressive. And uh, again, just have to make sure that you can use. Um, drone recovery in, in your state. So you have to check all out the rules and regulations. But uh, I have one last question for you, and then we're going to wrap everything up. And that is, now you've done 100, 200 drone recoveries already now in the year and a half in your business. And um, I want to ask you, what surprises you about where you're at with your business right now? Uh, I would say the growth. Like, So I knew when I started it that it's it's new technology in the industry. And I knew it's going to be slightly controversial because of new technology. Uh, but I would say the growth has just blown me out of the water of how many folks have started watching, how many folks have uh, supported it, and how many folks are joining the team because they just know that this is where it's going. I mean, we we have uh, guys joining the drone deer recovery team that use dogs to uh, track for years already. And they're just like, nothing wrong with their dog but they just yeah. see where it's going and it's like you know it's like instead of trying to push it away it's going to be here um they're they're embracing it so coming on and that type of thing i would say the biggest thing is the growth is is crazy yeah and thank you so much from taking time out of your schedule i'm assuming it'd be a lot easier to catch you now than it's going to be in another uh, in october and november so thank you mike not a problem. But yeah, if, if anybody across the country, it doesn't matter what state you're in, if you want to go to our website and you want to have your you know carcass recovered, make sure to go to the website. You fill out a form there to try to recover your deer, and then we'll get in touch with the closest operator in your area uh, to help you try to recover your deer. Thank you. And to remind everybody, that's DroneDeerRecovery.com. And yeah, as Mike said, if, if you're looking to find your deer this year, if you think that you made a pretty decent hit for whatever reason, the blood trail feeders out or whatever, check it out. Great service. Mike, thank you so much. And for everybody listening, we'll see you next time on the Bow Hunting Podcast. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for the invite. Thanks for downloading the Peterson's Bow Hunting Podcast. All bow hunting, all the time. Pick up the latest issue of Peterson's Bow Hunting Magazine on your local newsstand. Or connect with us online at bowhuntingmag.com.